Hello and welcome to the EPL Bet podcast for game week 22. Um, recording this um, on the evening of Tuesday, the 7th of January. Um, this podcast is going to have a slight difference in that I am taking a slightly different angle from now until the end of the season um, because a lot of people will have differing targets. Um, but in the Game Week 1 episode of the podcast, I mentioned that my target this season, as it is every season, is twofold. One, to win all of my mini-leagues, particularly my cash mini-leagues, and number two, to try and get a top 10k finish. Now, I think it might be quite difficult for me to get a top 10k finish, but I'm not going to drop that as a target. It's still the target, and I'm still going to do everything I can to get there. The main target for me every season is winning all of my mini-leagues, so that the, this podcast is now going to take a turn from now until the end of the season, and we're going to focus on making sure that as many of the listeners as possible win their mini-leagues. Um, winning mini-leagues is something that I have, I'm have i particularly good at. Um, since um, for the last eight years, I've won all but one of my mini-leagues, um, in the last five years, I've won every single one of my mini leagues. I um, I tend to play against people that I know in real life um, because I don't want... The main reason is that I don't want people who are in my mini leagues to um, know what I'm thinking. So I don't want them to know that I've got a, an FPL um, Twitter handle and Twitter alias. So I try to, to keep that aside, which is why I don't join things like um, the, the bigger um, fancy football uh, mini-leagues, including the FPL Bet mini-league. Um, however, I do play against some very good, very active players. Um, three players in at least one of my mini-leagues um, are in the top 5k of all time. Um, so they are particularly good, so I'm not up against nobody nobody's um so i am against good opposition um so winning these mini leagues does mean a lot and it also means a lot of money as well because they're they're mainly cash mini leagues which is why i'm focused on that but another reason why i'm taking this podcast in a slightly different turn to focus on helping the listeners win their mini leagues is because there are different skills to be had between winning uh when getting good overall rank and winning mini leagues Generally speaking, if you get a good overall rank, you can, you're, can expect to win most of your mini leagues. But sometimes, for those on the on the grey areas, um, perhaps need to focus a bit more on strategy to make sure that they um, they do take home their mini league titles. And that's what I'm hoping to do for you this season. Um, so let's. I'll start by telling you. Uh, why I think there's a slightly different approach needed for mini leagues than for a full full FPL overall ranking. As I've mentioned before, I'm an avid poker player. I've played online poker for a number of years, and so I treat mini leagues as a small multi-table tournament. A small, sorry, a small single table tournament, as opposed to a multi-table tournament. Um, now the difference might not be that apparent to those who don't play poker regularly but if you're going to win a big tournament with lots and lots and lots and lots of people in it then you need a great deal of luck you need a lot of things to break and go your way whereas if you're focusing on winning 
against a small number of opponents or a small learned number of opponents, you need less lucky breaks and it can be a lot more down to skill rather than luck. Um, luck undoubtedly is an element to it, but there's a there's a higher skill element and the, the variance, the probability of a bad run of luck um, is less apparent when you're in a smaller tournament than the big ones. So I am going to be looking at it from that perspective. That's where I always um, make my decision based on, on the balance of probabilities and to make sure that I'm making the decisions which have the highest yield probabilistically. Now, I have done a little bit of research ahead of um, this podcast, but I'm looking mainly at my team and my main rivals team and I'm going to discuss some strategies that you could perhaps adopt in your mini leagues if you're behind or if you're ahead to try and get your mini league titles in the bag. So first things first, my uh, team in game week 21 I managed to get 51 points um, which was a small red arrow. I was uh, bang on, uh, sorry it was four point, three points above the the average for the week. I would have been four if it weren't for Rico getting subbed in. Um, Ryan and goals got a save point uh, but didn't keep the clean sheet. Alexander Arnold, um, clean sheet. Liverpool have been on a run of good clean sheets, which is excellent. Um, they have managed to bag clean sheets in their last um, five matches since game week 16. So that's certainly something to think about as they try to get over that finish line. They're becoming more defensively resolute, which is perhaps why a lot of people are considering the Liverpool defensive double-up ahead of the double game week 24. Kelly, two points. Aurier, one point. Um, Aurier hasn't been a good move at all. I brought him in my wild card. And uh, since bringing him in, he has got me a minus one and a one. Um, So that's not particularly good. Um, Salah became my captain um, because of Vardy not playing and uh, he got me 20 points Uh, De Bruyne (coughs) 2 points Grealish uh, 13 points unfortunately could have had more but for a VAR uh, very 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 close call Um, Rashford 2 points Mopai 1 point so really everybody with exception of Trent, Alexander-Arnold Salah and Grealish um, underperformed for me and I managed to get 51 points so that just shows how important it is to get your captaincy right um, I got the uh, I got above average game week solely because of getting Salah as captain um, I was fortunate to get Salah as a captain rather than Vardy but it's very important to get your captaincy right which is something that I'm going to be looking to do as much as possible this season, uh, for the rest of the season, because to claw back, I'm. Uh, to, I'll let you know where I am in my mini leagues. So my main cash mini league, I'm currently 99 points behind my main rival. Now he has been having a great season this season. He doesn't normally have that great season. Um, his highest rank prior to he's he's one of the ones that were t- typically around the lower ends of that of the mini league year on year. And with the exception of, um, yeah, so in 2017-18, he managed a top 250k finish. But this year, his current overall ranking, he's currently ranked 11k. He is having an absolutely 
impressive season. Like every decision he's made has been going his way, and every lucky break has also went his way. So it's going to be a difficult job to claw back 99 points, but I have every confidence that I would be able to do it. I've, I've clawed back bigger leads than that before. Um, so the first thing to the first tip I would give on uh, the main the main things I'm going to be talking about in this are targets, chips, and differentials. Now, the target is I, I, my target is obviously to get a hundred more points than him from now until the end of the season. But you need to look at that from a. You're not going to do it in one week. You're not going to do it with one chip. You're going to have to slowly chip away at it. So my goal is to get an average gain on him of six points per game week from now until the end of the season. If I do that, then I will overtake him and more than likely end up as uh, victorious in my mini-league. So it's good to have a target of each game week small and steady, chipping away at any lead. If you're behind and if you're ahead, work out what that person needs in your main rival or the person second place or somebody who you're worried about in your mini league what that person needs to be able to overtake you and then start thinking in terms of your strategy around how are you going to do that so for me I need to gain six points per game week to claw back this deficit now if I look at both of our teams I need to look at the differential players in those teams and see whether or not on any given game week I'm likely to gain those six points or lose or go further behind. So I have done this, and this ties into our second topic, which is differentials. Now, I'm not looking... It does not matter if the player I transfer in is owned by 50% of the players in the game if the other player, in, if my main rival doesn't have that player. For overall rank, you're certainly you're wanting to try and have compound differentials. So that's an array of players who are on form and going to be getting you points but who in combination with other players not a lot of players in the game will have it's all well and good going for the uber differentials that's owned by 0.001% but the reason they're so lowly owned is usually because they're not very good not on form, inconsistent coming back from injury um, inconsistent game time there's many reasons why they would be avoided so when you're in a, when you're if you're targeting your mini leagues more than overall rank, look for players that your main rivals do not have if you're behind. Um, and at this stage, I would not be starting a blocking tactic, which is where I buy the players that the second person in my mini league has, because it's too too far to go in the season to do that. You're going to get caught. You're going to be slow to react if you start trying to defend your position, you're going to slowly lose those points week in week. So the goal right now, if you're top in your mini league, is to constantly keep striding ahead. Keep making the decisions which are plus and positive executive, expected value because it's going to make it, the more points you gain, the more difficult it is for any other person to catch you. And if you're behind, you just do the exact same, but also have an eye to the players who your main rival has. Now, it doesn't like I said. It doesn't matter if fifty percent of the people, other players in FPL have this player. If your main rival doesn't have it, that player would effectively be a differential in terms of your mini league to try and get your goals. So definitely look 
towards how you're going to get those get your target um your game week target so i'm going to be doing a recurring um piece on this every every game week and it's going to be braveheart against rival um to see whether or not i'm able to claw back that uh that six point per game week average i'm going to look at it purely in terms of average rather than the overall points um so and then there's also in terms of differentials first of all the, our teams are quite similar which means i need to try and make a bit more of an effort to um, depart from the players he has but doing so in such a way that's not going to undermine my ability to gain on him so for example i'm not going to be dropping vardy um and switching him for say for example Pookie because I think that I need Pookie to get seven goals more than Vardy from now on the end of the season because that's not going to happen. So there, there's are, there are opportunities where you need to defend. Uh, sorry, there are yeah there are positions that you need to defend and then opportunities where you need to attack. So I've looked at his team and compared it with mine. Setting aside bench fodder, we have four differences in our teams. I have Trent. He doesn't. He has a, Le- a Leicester defender in Suyonko. In midfield, I have Ali. He has Madison. In, um, as the Liverpool midfielder, I have Salah. He has Manny. Up front, I have Rashford. He has Kane, but that money will become whoever is Kane's replacement. And I fully expect that that Kane money will be spread wider in the team so that he'll be able to bring in a likes of a, a, a Salah in addition to Manny or bring in Trent Alexander-Arnold ahead of Liverpool's double. So Kane's injury was a little bit annoying in terms of my mini-league tactics um, because I wanted to try and take advantage of that opportunity. But unfortunately, that's one less opportunity for me to take advantage of. And then I have Mopai, he has Ings. So Leicester and Ings have been the reason that he's been able to build up this lead. I... I'm going to be looking to try and maximise my differentials against him. So with that I mean he has Salah. Eh, sorry, he has Manny, I have Salah. If I go for the Liverpool midfield double up, I take away his main sword in Manny and I able to have a different compound differential between Manny and Salah that he won't have. There's a possibility he might get it, but he won't have it um, at the initial time. So that's something that I'm thinking about. And this is how I'm going to claw back the six points. So in the upcoming game week, I have um, Trent away to Tottenham. He has Sionko at home to Southampton. I have Ali... Home to Liverpool, he has Madison again um, at home to Sionko. Um, I have Rashford at home to Norwich, he has whoever's Kane's replacement, and I have Mopai away to uh, Everton, and he has Ings at away to Southampton. So I can see that this is going to be a little bit difficult, a difficult game week for me if I'm going to try and get claw back. So I'm going to try and use my free transfer to work and see who I'm able to get that's going to help me get my six six game week positive target on my rival this season, uh, this game week. So that's uh, that's where I'm at at the moment. 
My current team is based, it's Ryan away to Everton, Trent at home to Tottenham, Lundstrom at home to West Ham, Rico at home to Watford, Salah away to Tottenham, De Bruyne away to Villa, um, Ali at home to Liverpool, Grealish at home to City, uh, Captain Vardy at home to Southampton, Rashford at home to Norwich, and Mopai away to Everton. Um, the players that are on the chopping block for me are um, Aurier, Ali, Rico, and I do like Grealish as a as a long term option. He's not going to be doing particularly well in the short term this week, but I do really like him as a long term option. Um, he will help facilitate me getting the Salamani midfield double up in the not too distant future, which is where I think I am going to end up. Uh, going. So now looking ahead to the game week fixtures, um, this game week, we have some good opportunities in terms of immediate fixtures. Man United <coughs> at home to Norwich on paper is a good opportunity. Um, so for those of us, and Leicester against Southampton is a good opportunity. Chelsea against Burnley is a good opportunity as well. Uh, um, so too is Everton, Brighton. So these are the, the games that I would be targeting if I have a, um, if if I was planning on making some free transfers this week. So looking firstly at the Chelsea opportunity. Chelsea haven't lost to Burnley in their last four meetings, and the bookies have them heavily tipped to become to to win this game. Um, in terms of who I would be targeting if um, I was making a transfer to bring in a Chelsea player, to be honest, I it's a difficult one because Chelsea's form hasn't been particularly earth-shattering of late. Um, so, so the options, most people would be looking at the likes of Abraham Mount, Pulisic. None of them have actually been playing really impressive football um, since since I think uh, the injury and immediate match from his return from injury Abraham's actually only got one goal in the league so and Mount hasn't been doing particularly well either um, he has got, he got an assist in the Arsenal game but then you're looking back at that Villa game from the, his last return. So Chelsea's form has dipped of late, and there's rumours that they're going to be in the transfer market um, in January now that their their ban has been lifted. So I'd be reluctant to bring in any Chelsea players at the moment. Their fixture against Burnley is an opportunity if you hold those players, but I would only be looking at it as an opportunity if I was holding them. I wouldn't be bringing in them solely for that match. The next opportunity is Everton against Brighton. Now, Everton's form, again, hasn't been particularly great either. Um, they've got two wins, one draw, and two five and two defeats in their last five matches against Brighton. Whereas Brighton have... Uh, sorry, in their last five matches, while Brighton have had one win, one draw, and three defeats. The bookies do tip Ancelotti's Everton to win um, in this game, and the likes of Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison are likely to be benefit from that. Um, if I was looking at uh, Everton defenders, um, which is something that I may be considering because I've got an audio replacement to go for, I would be looking at the likes of um, Holgate. He should have had a goal against 
um, Liverpool in the Cup um, but was unfortunate not to score they have great fixtures coming up in the not too distant future for the next five game weeks they've got Brighton at home West Ham away Newcastle at home Watford away Crystal Palace at home then they have a bad run but until then they do have a good run of fixtures so I would be strongly considering bringing in Holgate um, under Ancelotti the, Everton seemed to have got a bit of defensive rigidity um, although they didn't keep a clean sheet against Newcastle and we couldn't expect them to keep a clean sheet against City um, I would be reluctant to go for Calvert-Lewin at this present moment he has played excellently well um, in his last few games but I would want to see how he does against Brighton before bringing him in possibly for those other fixtures um, but if you're wanting to take the gamble rather than having the full set of information then I think Calvert-Lewin is a, is a good shout if you're in the market for a third striker um, and not wanting to go for Mopai Mopai obviously the, for the other side in that game um, is an option I do have him um, and I'm likely to give him uh, give him a chance Um We've got Leicester against Southampton as is one of my other identified opportunities and this is likely to be an opportunity for those of us who already own Leicester players. Most if you if you're too, if you're late to the party, chances are you're not going to be looking at Leicester players now because if you're not going to do it while they had that great run fixtures, you're probably unlikely to be doing it now when they've got a run of three and then a run of three bad ones coming shortly then after. So their fixtures are a bit itchy peachy in the short term. But their next three matches, Southampton at home, Burnley away, West Ham at home, are excellent fixtures to go for. Um, and certainly well worth captaining Vardy if you have him. The majority of players I think in the game will be captaining Vardy and have an eye on their League Cup game tomorrow night to see how um, they're able to do in that match. Um Southampton, I think this is going to be a match where Ings doesn't get a goal, but that's uh, that's famous last words, so we'll see. I can see all the Leicester defenders getting points in this game and Sionko getting his customary bonus points too. <clears throat> and then finally, Man United against Norwich. Man United's form hasn't been great against the, the, the weaker sides, and Norwich seem to have improved their defence of late. Um, I would be reluctant to bring in any Man United players specifically for this game because their fixture next week is Liverpool away. So their fixtures in the short term are middling at best. So I would not be bringing in the likes of Rashford or Martial um, specifically for the Norwich game, but I would certainly be keeping them if I did have them. Um, and if you wanted a differential captain than having Vardy, I'd be certainly considering captaining Rashford in this game. Um, I I have Rashford at the moment. I'm going to be keeping him for Norwich, but then he will be making way um, in the following game week ahead of my bringing in of a, another Liverpool player, whether or not that be Robertson or Manny. But right now, my planning is for Manny. So thank you very much for listening to this Game Week 22 episode of the FPL Bet podcast. Um, please, as always, leave me any comments that you have on Twitter at FPL Braveheart or on the FPL Bet website. Um, and yeah, I hope you have strong green arrows. And um, please don't forget that the deadline is a Friday night deadline this week, so don't get don't get caught out with that. Um, and thank you for listening. And will I will speak to you all next week ahead of. Uh, game week 23 so thank you for listening and speak to you later bye